This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. War Eagle Auburn fans, and welcome to Tiger Tracks, your source for Auburn cross-country and track and field news and discussion. I'm your host, Jessica, and I'm here with my wonderful husband and better co-host, Kyle, to discuss the NCAA East preliminaries. So to be a better co-host means that you have to have multiple co-hosts. So who's your second co-host? I Me. don't know about. Is Whitney back that I didn't know about? No, I'm the host and co-host. Well, no, you're just the host. Just the host. That's all well, you are. Well, I didn't mean to say even better, but you just... You Did I are, ruin it again? Yeah, a great life ruiner. <laughs> That's just my lot in life. It's why don't just we just a... start over? No, okay. why not? So Kyle is a wonderful husband. He's also a great co-host. About track and field things. Here we are. Sometimes. We're talking about the NCAA East prelims. This happened at Hodges Stadium in Jacksonville, Florida. Yes, it did. Nice little weather area, I'm sure. Everything's not been too hot recently in most areas, so I imagine this was a pretty good, even down I mean, in that's Florida, fair. pretty good weather. It was pretty good weather. This happened May 24th through the 27th, and 25 Auburn athletes competed. That's a lot of people in preliminaries. Now, I won't sit here and say that I remember every single number that we took to preliminaries every year, but... Honestly, this feels like the most that we've talked about it in does. quite some time. It definitely does. And just as a reminder for those of you who didn't remember, because I certainly didn't, the top 12 finishers from each event in the East prelims and the West prelims will automatically compete in the NCAA championships June 7th through 10th in Austin, Texas. There you go. So we go from Florida all the way I was to say, Texas. Like, could they have gotten a hotter area, Austin, Texas, in June? That just sounds horrible. Well, can you think about this, too? Because you and I were discussing this off mic, you know, another day in the past. About It feels like it goes to Eugene, Oregon every single year because of their setup. Right, there, right. Where the World Championships usually are held every single year. Which seems like the weather would be a lot better. Typically, yeah. But I, I am glad that they mix it around because it's such a far travel out to Eugene, Oregon. That's true. Austin's more central. It's more central, yeah. More central. It would be surprising to see, like, this Arkansas? Because I know they have a great track and field yeah, program. Yeah, I'm surprised that they aren't hosting. I, so I don't... I, there are a lot of things about this podcast that I don't know. We learn together. Or we just never learn at all. <laughs> but... I, I was not going to say it, but you said it. All right. You know. So, and before we get into all of the highlights and then all of the everything, um, just as a quick aside, prior to the East Preliminary Meet, John Murray already qualified for Nationals in the decathlon. It, how does that work? Like, I wish you hadn't asked that. I know, but that's... I don't know. It's more of a rhetorical question for me, just because, like, I feel like that's what preliminaries are for, is to get you I don't you know into... if maybe he was one of the top 24 in the nation, and they were like, we're not doing the decathlon was in prelims. Was he so good prelims? that it, they said, you know what? You don't even, you're not even preliminary. You're just final. You're in the finals. Yeah, I, I really... That's what I'm going with for John. I have no idea, so I'm going to trust what you say. I don't trust me, because I have no clue what I'm talking well, about. Well, why don't you start us off with some of the highlights? Yes. And then we will get into all the results let and all just, our qualifiers. Let me just say, too, in a lot of these highlights, I was watching them come in uh, through social media the week leading up to this, or at the week of this, actually, as the events were going on. And the first one I got uh, where I'm going to talk about these three guys in succession together. Yep. This, this is the trio that we've been really loving talking about all season for the men's throwers. Let's talk about them. Eric Ebel, a season best throw of 68 0.09 meters to finish eighth overall. That wasn't good enough. Kyle Brown, 
his season best of 67.35 meters, finishing ninth right behind him. And if that wasn't good enough for you, we got Kyle Moisson finishing right behind him in 10th place with a throw of 66.71 meters. Our trio does it again, finishing back to back to back and qualifying all at the same time. Yes, and this is my failure, but all in the hammer throw. I didn't put that in the notes. Oh, I just assumed it at that point. We should have known. I just assumed it, sorry. You did a great job. They threw threw something. They threw some things, and they got two out of the three got PRs. They threw it really well. So (laughs) then we had Favor Ashe. So this is really interesting. Mm -hmm. He ran a PR in the 100-meter dash prelims with a time of 10.03. Then in the finals... He ran a wind-aided time of 9.92 seconds, which obviously would be a huge PR. But because of the wind, Mm. they say that without it, he probably would have run 9.96 seconds. How did they figure that out? I have no idea. You keep asking all these questions. Again, rhetorical questions. This is how I think out loud. Because I'm going back to physics. Like, did they do some velocity formula with the wind resistance? You know, that would probably be the smart way. And not just have somebody hold up their finger and be like, mm, it's, it's like four hundredths of a second. You remember how like in science and math there were these symbols to denote like pi, three point one zero or whatever. No, three point one four. God you, bless. You. But anyway, is there some symbol that denotes the wind factor in a run race? Like I this? don't know. Who are the people we're, that do physics that are listening to this podcast? They just, don't exist. We're trying to all encompass here athletics the and does not science. Exist. All in one together. And chaos. Because chaos, chaos theory is how we you know, we operate here. Sure. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. Um, Maddie Malone is the first Auburn lady in program history to qualify for four outdoor national championships in the hammer throw. Mm. So that's pretty cool. She's set records all over the place. Is it just like I just expected this? Like she's just so been doing this from I <laughs> expect it, but it doesn't make Take it any from, yeah. less amazing. Yeah. It's kinda like when you have a child and you expect that one day they will walk. Yeah. Those first steps are still amazing. Oh, look at you tugging on the heartstrings. Yeah. Very nice, very nice. All right. Azim Fahimi ran a PR of of ten point zero four seconds in the men's one hundred meter dash. And they both did, obviously, they made it to finals, but both him and Favre Shea did really good in the prelims, too. Uh, I saw those coming through on social media. And lastly, in our highlights, Sanaa Barnes tied for first place in the high jump with a mark of 2.18 meters. So you know this is a true tie when in the prelims they can't even break the tie. Yeah. You know, that's amazing that they're all missing the next mark at the same amount of jumps got you whatever i'm following you. i'm following you. you're following what i'm throwing down um so do we want to talk about who qualified for the ncaa's yes. let's do it here i'll list them off for us these are all your people we will be talking about next episode yes all your qualifiers eric ebel kyle brown and kyle moisson in the hammer throw dontavius hill in the high jump favor Shea in the 100 meter mo and poke 400-meter hurdles, John Murray in the decathlon, Sanaa Barnes in the high jump, 
Mara Hewalt in one of the throwing events, and Maddie Malone in the hammer throw. I'm betting Mara Hewalt is going to be the discus, is uh, usually what she's done. <laughs> I, Kyle handled that so well. I'm watching my notes, and I'm like, mm, Mara qualified. She does. Jessica didn't put on there what she qualified in. I know she does javelin and discus, but discus is really where we've talked about her a lot. So, well, we can just scroll on down here. You can and figure it out. Or we, we'll get see. there at some point, too. You know? So, um... We'll get there. With Javelin. Uh, well, I was wrong. There I am. I stand corrected. But anyway, yeah. she will be one of our qualifiers. That is quite an impressive list. A lot of people that we expect, but I'll be honest with you, you know, some names that maybe like, I won't say they're surprises, but they weren't like your Maddie Malone, your Don Tavius Hill. Yeah, I completely forgot how good Mo was in the yep. 400 meter hurdles. We haven't seen him compete every single meet you know we've only seen him compete three times this season in the 400 meter hurdles right so absolutely incredible that he's getting to compete in nationals we're going to talk about them next week or whenever the next episode comes out but we got to talk about how everybody else performed talk about out. all the results so i'll start with that men's 100 meter dash so for the prelims we had favor Shea placing first in the prelims there were 43 competitors he got that PR time that we talked about of 10.03 seconds. And then Azim Fahimi placed 22nd in prelims with a time of 10.21 seconds. Then with the wind-aided times, we had Favor placing 4th in the finals with that 9.92, potentially 9.96. <laughs> Not really sure, but a, an amazing time to qualify for nationals. Then Azim Fahimi. Fahimi. Fahimi? Fahimi. Mm. Maybe it's Fahimi. I'm sorry. I'm not pronouncing it correctly. We say this all the time. We mispronounce things all the time. So just understand that going in. Please. And then he placed 11th with a wind-aided time of 10.04 seconds. But it seems to be even wind-aided with, if you add some time to it, it would still be his fastest of the season. Mm -hmm. So for the men's 400-meter hurdles, we had Mo and Poke, like we said, placing third out of 47 competitors in the prelims with a time of 49.77 seconds. He went on to qualify for finals, and in the finals, he placed ninth out of 24 competitors with a time of 51.18 seconds. So his season fastest is 49.61. So he was very close in prelims and then just... Uh, second and a half off in the finals. Mm -hmm. The men's 800 meter, Louis O'Loughlin, 27th out of 48, one minute, 50.1 seconds for him. The men's 5,000 meter run, Ryan Kinane, eighth out of 46, 13 minutes, 55.6 seconds. So this is where I'm going to pause this really quick. This is where that rule of the top 12 finishers mm -hmm go to nationals didn't work so on the results ryan like we just said finished eighth mm -hmm. he did not qualify for nationals because that you know i'm just i'm thinking of in my head because the other preliminaries the west preliminaries there was probably more people no there were no? people who finished after ryan like i think finished like 11th 12th 13th 14th that qualified interesting but he didn't so is this a sport where you have to put in a bid for nationals saying, like, I want to go? Because didn't he just graduate? I would say, yeah. So perhaps he can't go, even though he would have qualified? Interesting. I don't know how this worked, but he he should have qualified. He did qualified. well. He did amazing. Yeah. 
eight out of 46. Well, that makes me sad now. Yeah. So anyway, I just want to say, you know, the rules are not always for everybody, I guess. <laughs> That's one way to look at it. Yeah. You can talk about the men. It's okay. All right. Our boys again. I've talked about them a lot, so we'll just run through this really quickly. Eric Ebel, Kyle Brown, and Kyle Moisson finishing eighth, ninth, and tenth out of 42 competitors all together right there, respectively in order here. Their throws, 68.09 meters. 67.35 meters and 66.71s. And again, Eric and Kyle Browns were their best of the season yes. thus far. The men's high jump, we've got Don Tavius Hill to talk about. We expected him to make it, and he did. Really great performance by him. Ninth out of 38 competitors, 2.14 meter jumps. Not even his best of the season. I know. I can't wait to see what he does at Nationals. He's going to bring it, I think, in the... In the well, I would hope. Well, everybody's going to try to bring it, but I think he's actually <laughs> going to bring it. Okay. TJ Funches as well, 30th out of 38, 1.99 meter jump for him. For the men's pole vault, we had Matthew Asplin placing 24th out of 39 competitors with a vault of 5.05 meters. For the men's shot put, we had Matthew Ruff placing 28th out of 46 competitors with a throw of 17.86 meters. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. All right, let's talk about the ladies now. We've got the runs first to talk about. Women's 100-meter Shantae Klinkscale in preliminaries, 14th out of 48 with her best of the season, 11.23 second run. In the finals, 19th out of 24, the run there was 11.39 seconds. The women's 200-meter run, Nia Benton-Andrews, 27th out of 47 runners, 23.29 seconds was her time. For the women's 400 meter, we had Ashante Harvey placing 26th out of 46 competitors with a time of 53.65 seconds. Amira Sharp placing 29th in 53.84 seconds. And Ariana Sharp placing 38th in 54.60 seconds. For the women's 400 meter hurdles, we had Abasiano Ogpan placing 22nd out of 46 in the prelims with a time of 58.49 seconds, and Layla Hasbrook placing 37th in the prelims with a time of 60.14 seconds. Abasiano competed in the finals when she placed 17th out of 24 with a time of 58.63 seconds. Mm -hmm. All right, I am going to steal your 4x400. Four it's all right, it's all right. Okay. So your runners for this were Abasiana Akpen, Ashante Harvey, Amira Sharp, and Ariana Sharp. 15th out of 22 teams is what they finished in. 3 minutes, 36.8 seconds. So not enough to get them into the actual NCAA championships, but still a very solid year from the 4 by 400 team, yeah. which we've seen insert new people in and out, change around order and stuff, and really had some high moments this year. So even though they don't make it to championships, still a great year for They've a They've done team. some incredible things, and to actually have a relay team just makes my heart so uh, happy. I know. You've just been, like, gushing about them all year. I know. So I'm sad. I'm sorry I had to take it from you this time. It's okay. All right, women's discus throw, Mara Hewalt, 21st out of 46, 50.09 meter throw for her. Not even 
her best of the season. And she's, you know, that she's done 54.90 meters in her last one there, but still a really good performance from her. Hammer throw, Maddie Malo, second out of 47. Second out of everybody. That's I know, crazy. 47 people. And not even her best throw of the year so far, too. 67.00 meters was her throw. For the women's high jump, like we talked about before, Sanaa Barnes tied for first out of 43 competitors with her season best jump of 2.18 meters. I mean, she absolutely killed it. Her previous jumps have been 1.82 meters. Yeah. That's that's a lot of math that I can't do between the metric <laughs> system and our system. So that's a lot. I wish you would have those so I could make fun of you for once. Mm. <laughs> For the women's javelin, we had Mari Hewalt placing 10th out of 48 competitors with a throw of 48.27 meters, qualifying her for nationals. And Shania Holly placing 15th with a throw of 47.37 meters. All right, to round us all out for the ladies, we got Alyssa Quinones-Mixon in the pole vault. 29th out of 37, 3.97 meters was her finish there. The shot put, Mara Hewalt did it all. She also did this in the shot put. 16th out of 44, 16.50 meters was her throw. And our last one of the season to talk about, at least preliminaries-wise, the triple jump for the women, Amy Warren, 15th out of 46, 13 meters on the dot, and her best one of the season. And that is a great note to end on. I mean, honestly, like, what a great season. We're not done yet, but... I'm just really excited about what we've gotten to see this season. So again, we, you and I are, you're, I'm more of a novice than you are at the track and field sport and events, but based on the amount that we're taking two championships, we have, don't really have a shot to win the outright national championship just to, right. in terms of scoring. So it shouldn't be us actually expecting for a national championship to come for Auburn. We don't want to expect the expectations, but that doesn't mean we can't do a lot of big things scoring-wise as a team. And it also doesn't mean that we won't have an individual champion. That is absolutely true. Or an individual medalist. Exactly. Or, Uh, honestly, top 10 at nationals is incredible. Well, and if you look at how a lot of our athletes have competed all year, SECs, preliminaries, you can probably expect, you know, a top 10 finish or two. You can maybe expect a top three finish or two. I really think that even though you won't be able to win the outright national championship just because of the numbers game, you're still going to have a successful time out in Austin. Absolutely. So we will be back to talk about the 10 athletes that Auburn is sending to Austin, Texas for those NCAA outdoor championships. So it's June 7th through 10th. So we will be back sometime after that. And looking forward to recapping the season and recapping our 10 champions. Because regardless of how they place, they'll always be champions in our hearts. War Eagle. War Eagle. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.